0: Do I want to know if this feeling falls away, sad to see you go, sort of hoping that you'd stay.
1: That works. That totally works, Jordan. Thanks so much, man.
0: That's right, mate. bit of Arctic monkeys for you.
1: All right. So, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, what part of Australia are you in?
0: Melbourne, mate. In Victoria.
1: Okay, all right, cool. And then mm-hmm. we're in Toronto, so there's a little bit of a time difference here, but we're going to have a really good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you want to share your details for anybody to reach out to you?
0: Yeah, so Tradey on um, Instagram. Yep. That's the handle. Yep. And, yeah, that's all I've really got social media-wise. Um, but, yeah, feel free to contact me on there if uh, anything we talk about today is of interest to you.
1: What's the what's the trade? I know that you guys all, all call everybody tradies, but what's the specific trade that you do?
0: I'm an electrician, mate. Okay, uh, an electrician apprentice. So I'm nearly qualified. Yep. Um, but got about a year to run left. So
1: nice. Is it the same as like? Uh, how many years does it normally take, or is it based on hours?
0: Uh it's a four year apprenticeship. Okay. Generally speaking. Yeah. And uh, so you have to do four years time, and then uh, obviously. Exams
1: and all that sort of thing. So cool. Let me do a quick shout out. Uh I'm wearing high tech concrete cutting t shirt. Uh high tech cutting. Uh I'm wearing the t shirt. I always wear somebody else's t shirt on every single show, which is kind of convenient. Uh, but I also like doing the shout outs to all the trades that have been on the show and all the businesses. So that's who I'm wearing today. Unleash your voice on the construction life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life Podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is the mortar that holds our podcast together. Share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why The Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the nearly 500 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on the site. Connect with all of them. Check us out at www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on Instagram, at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Follow us on TikTok under the same handle, and tweet us at TCL Construction. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our link tree, and find exclusive discounts for listeners. Link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life Community. And today we're going to talk about uh, why you got started with the carnivore and and trading. And I also want to talk about how, um, and some points that you brought up and, and some things that you share on your posts, how uh, we don't need to eat the garbage that we're eating on job sites just because we're tradies. And we don't mm-hmm. have options because there's plenty of options when it comes to food. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of uh, no different than planning. And setting up your meal plans and getting ready and being a little more healthy and it's not always about eating crap and sugar and all kinds of stuff that we know that um is a temporary and it doesn't last through the whole work day and it actually makes you less productive am i did i say anything wrong jordan
0: no mate you're pretty much spot on and that's really well said all that stuff is really interesting to me so <laughs> Um, I've done plenty of plenty of research um, in my spare time just to try and um, see if I can make an impact on just the people that I come into contact with on job sites and see if I can start uh, making people make better decisions with uh, their diet, nutrition, and hopefully that can extend to their long-term health, which is my goal anyway. So,
1: Jordan, how young are you, Jordan? I'm 23. And – And you got one more year left. So you started at 19. And when you first got on the job sites, what I'd love for you to paint a picture on what kind of food the general tradie was eating. Obviously it was coffee. Yeah. So
0: So when I started, um, I was doing domestic, which is what we call like residential. Um, so I was doing mainly house renovations, um, service calls, maintenance, these sorts of things. Um, and right from the get-go, the qualified tradespeople in my company um, would pretty much just run off a fully ultra-processed diet um, and they would be probably buying their lunch, I'd say, four out of the five times to the week. And we'd be making three to four stops a day at Seven Eleven um, or a service station between jobs. So, and, and we're... I was just um, brought up in that environment. And then, of of course, like, just to fit in and it's just normality, um, I just start buying muffins, donuts, coffees, iced coffees, mind you, um, energy drinks, uh, all these servo foods like pies, sausage rolls. um, And that's what I was brought up with. And, yeah, it's really sad. And a lot of the people that um, were my role models like these these qualified people are like you want to try and be like them, I find, like you want to inspire to have their knowledge and their yep. trade skills, but also their lifestyle skills as well. I think we apprentices adapt as well. so um, but all of them have health issues which and they don't prioritize their health or their nutrition because for the most part, it's not really spoken about as a reason why we could have health issues in the first place anyway. It's kind of like our whole, um, my whole upbringing has been like dealing with the health issues as they come, not really the prevention side of things. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I started with,
1: which is, I, I, I would say that, um, I didn't really, I I was training when I was much younger, not probably as young as yourself. I started training when I finished high school, getting into post. So it would have been more closer, I guess, maybe about 24, 25. I started like really training paying attention to understanding it. But back then in your 20s, like you basically are eating everything because you're a machine and you're like, you can burn it off and it didn't matter. There was no education Mm -hmm. about, you know, our mindset back then was grazing. That was the latest thing that everybody was talking about. Was just graze. You graze all day long. You nibble. You exercise. You have a hard day's work. You would work and you burn everything off. Yeah, but you never really factored in that you were in your 20s and you had a metabolism that was a racehorse, right? And you could just burn this shit off. Didn't matter what. And we didn't eat everything perfectly, but we were also increasing protein ways. We were on creatine. We were doing all kinds of stuff and it was helping and there was gains and things like that. These days... And I should start the show by saying, basically, vegans are going to love this show. And I'm being very sarcastic because I'm not a vegan mindset. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's um, it's the way you should go. But if that's how you want to go, by all means, do it, right? But I definitely mm. think that meat has a purpose. I'm constantly eating meat primarily. I've reduced the amount of veggies that I eat. i reduce reduced the amount of starches and carbs I eat. Um, and it's just I've seen the difference. And there was a stat recently that I came across. Here in Canada, because we've got a population of 41 million people, they're expecting something like um, 65,000 people to be basically diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's, right? And I directly believe that it's that diet over the course of their lives is potentially uh, contributing to that, and you're never going to get the medical profession, so it's like you know, we're not scientists here. You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor here, but there is a lot of truth into what you put inside your body and how it's affecting your body. And if you want to eat, uh, processed foods and all kinds of sugars and everything else, like, well, we learned back in our twenties when we were training and working out, we looked at it, like eat whatever you think an animal in the wild would eat. And there was mm. never a bag of potato chips. There was never a chocolate uh, bar hanging from a tree. There was never like animals ate whatever was out there like that was being grown, right? Or running. Mm. And uh, and it, that's what made sense to me. So then I'm not one to drink sugary drinks. I'm not one to eat open chips and all kinds of stuff like that. Occasionally, I'll have some chocolate, uh, but that's about it. But you start realizing this stuff as you get older because it's a cause and effect. And it's funny that, A lot of people in construction, I see people your age, Jordan. um, They got lots of little health problems, man. And they're going to become big health problems. And they're just Mm. asking me, how is it that you're 52 into your 53rd year and you don't have these similar health problems? And I'm like, I think a lot of it has to do with I'm not touching a lot of the crap that's being sold to everybody. Right. I'm assuming over there where you are, it's, it's the same boat. Right. Like there's all that crap is there.
0: Yeah. Well said, mate. You're spot on. Um, yeah. Back to that. Yeah. It's really, really a toxic culture that's just accepted. Um, and I am the minority and there's something wrong with me when I turn up to work with no food kind of thing. And, um, cause I've been practicing one meal a day, which is yep. just some uh, form of fasting intermittent fasting. Yep. Um, and yeah, I have to explain to everyone why, what planet I'm from, because I'm not eating three or four times a day on the sites that I'm on now. And yeah, not 80 to 90% of most people's diets would be ultra processed food, like, um, or bought food. Um, people don't have the, as tradies, they think they don't have enough time to meal prep, plan in, in advance. Um, and if they're making good enough money, they just seem to, because the job is hard enough, trying to run a, a job, trying to run a family um, and your hobbies, they just don't seem to find time to prioritise their nutrition. But, um, yeah, I see lots of health issues on the job sites as well, especially with young people. Um, there's young kids that you can just see their diet is an ex- exact um, reflection on their body composition, their back pain, Um and that's the thing. How can you be a tradesman and do your job to the best of your ability if your um, like body composition is just really out of whack or you've got back pain or you have joint pain or these sorts of things? Um, I truly believe like our diet is – our human body – our diet is just a program for our body. And our body is going to run um, depending on how we feed it, yep. just like a car. Like if you, yeah. if you fuel a car with the cheapest fuel – It's not going to run as good as if you give it premium fuel. That's how I picture it. And, like, um, back to what you said with the wild game animals. Like, they would never get food cravings. They would never um, be grazing all day unless you're a cow, obviously. But, like, wild animals, they're not going to be grazing all day. No cravings. Um, They'd never have anything processed. They'd have to work for their food. Um, And they'd they'd have a big feast. And that's what I'm trying to replicate. And it's like also if you take a – if we go to the doctor, they hardly question us about our diet could be an issue for any of our health issues, which is really bizarre. Um, But if you take your dog to the vet, they'll ask what its diet is. It's like we know diet is such a role player in these things, but for us it's just overlooked.
1: It's, a, it's a, That's a really interesting point that you bring up, Jordan, is because when you do, the last time I've gone to a doctor, it, that's what they ask you. I ask you if you smoke and if you drink alcohol. Mm. That's it. They don't really get into the nitty-gritty of what your consumption is. Um, it, how long have you been intermittent fasting?
0: Uh, about since mid-year last year.
1: And did you see a difference on the work site when you were working? Were you fatigued halfway through the day or did you need to pick me up because you didn't have the strength?
0: No, not at all, mate. Not at all. Um, it's an incredible thing. Once you switch from um, burning carbohydrates for energy and every every bodily function um, of our whole existence is run on glucose and Carbohydrates, But when you switch into that fat-burning metabolism, um, your energy levels pretty much just stay plateau throughout the whole day. Um, but if we wake up tired and we have a high-carbohydrate brekkie, we'll have that glucose spike and yeah. then we'll have that crash. Yeah. And then when we go below our baseline of um, blood sugar, our energy levels deplete, our sugar cravings kick in, and we need that next hit just to bring us back up again and people just do this fluctuation all day um but when i wake up fasted drink heaps of water um, i can get through the whole day and not eat till about four or five in the afternoon and it's not a problem at all i'm not even thinking about food at at the two breaks that we get on the job site um i'm not thinking about all i'm just i'm thirsty drinking keep my fluids up Um, and more thinking about the job at hand instead of having the main character of just something from the canteen, which is what people's um, day-to-day reality looks like
1: i think a lot of it on a job site with the tradespeople is um it's almost like a smoke break right to have the snack to have the coffee break to have a donut to have whatever it is it's just a break they just want a break from the day they don't want to necessarily eat that but they just they're giving themselves a break from the day so then they'll just consume that but they don't realize that it's actually doing more damage and I, and my early career when I was in construction, yeah, I would have my lunch, I would have my dinner, but then it's been five years that I've been focusing on just eating dinner and just doing that. And, and it's been working, like it works a lot better. Have you gotten into cleansing and fasting yet? Techno metal post screw piles are installed by our trained certified professionals using specially designed hydraulic machines. The piles are augered in until they reach a specified torque and depth, allowing our installers to determine the load bearing capacity for this structure. Helico pile foundations are made from hollow structural steel HHS that is compliant with ASTM A500 grade C. They are designed, tested, fabricated, and installed in compliance with Canadian, European, and U.S. building coats. When compared to bolted coupling in similar products, TMP's fully welded couplings ranked above the others and provided maximum strength, rigidity, and enhanced buckling resistance. Different shaft and helical blade sizes are available to accommodate the needs of structural support and site soil conditions. Our engineering department provides assistance to determine the appropriate sizes for specified project types. Reach out to them at www.technometalpost.com for your next project.
0: Uh, Fasting. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so I do fasting now, like one meal a day. Like that'll be twenty four hour fast.
1: No, no, sorry. Have you gone into any like three or three or five or seven day water cleanses or anything like that?
0: Yes, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've done multiple three day water fasts. Yeah, um, I haven't stretched longer than that yet, but I've sort of been trusting my instincts a lot more lately um, because I know I'm in that metabolic state, which is the fat burning state. Yeah, um, I'm really just trusting my gut instincts. So I'm usually getting to around 72 hours and I'm like, yeah, I'll have a meal now. Um, but yeah, in the, in the future, I'm seeing people doing seven-day water fasts off the, off the rip and it's like, that's impressive. So I know it's humanly possible um, and, I know, and I know humans will survive for a month without food. So it's like, if we're designed to survive a month without food, why are you hungry every two hours?
1: It's, <laughs> it's the like, break. It's you... not.
0: It's not hunger. It's an addiction.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. I'd. I'd love for yeah. you to share what you experienced, like when you first time when you did it. How was the first day having no food, and how was the second and the third, and how was it when you finally started eating again? How did you feel?
0: Um, first day was not a problem at all. Really, really cruisy. Um, I can go. I can. I, I can not eat for a day now on accident. And I would not even realize. Um, unless, I'm, unless I'm training really hard, which is probably half the week. So if I have a good, a good training session and um, work, obviously, as well, I'll probably, need a, I'll probably be looking for a meal around four or five o'clock in the afternoon, um, and, it, and that looks like a kilo of steak. Um, but, yeah, when I'm fasting, the first day, I'm, I'm usually prioritizing the fast, so I'm not going to be training really hard at all. I'm really just going to be looking after my body, um, cause fasting is just a massive stressor on the body as it is. Yep. Um, I try not to increase the load of stress. Like, um, I stay away from saunas and ice bars and all that sort of thing. And just really dial in on the fast and do little productive tasks. Um, and yeah, day one's not too bad. Day two is known as probably one of the hardest days. Um, and yeah, day two, when you go to sleep, that can be a bit difficult because your body is like you've gone two days with no food, um, and then to try and sleep on an empty stomach, people have probably actually never really done that until you attempt something yeah. like this. Yeah. So that's that's a big culture shock, and if you can get through the, if you can fall asleep, which most people would, um, the next morning's always easier. But then yeah, you have probably just got to get through the night times because we're so used to being full and then sleeping. So that's the hardest part. During the day, it's not too bad. You can keep yourself full with water, these sorts of things, but yeah, it's it, a great challenge. I think everyone should go through it. it. It really makes you appreciate food a whole lot more yeah um, and just makes you realize, oh, I'm not actually hungry most of the time.'m just addicted to. I'm just addicted to sugar. That's all it really is. It is, yeah. I mean, I, I annually, wow.
1: I do seven-day. I'll do a seven-day water fast annually. I've been doing that for almost 10 wow. years now. And the, wow. and I I didn't medically supervise. I didn't go to my doctor because it was never going to be a conversation that we would agree on. So I just did it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I did a bunch of research online. And it was just, you know, a lot of it was preempted by saying, speak to your medical pro- professional before you do this. Be supervised and all this other stuff. And I was like, listen, I just took it easy. I just paid attention to my body. Like it was really critical to pay attention to your body. And us being in the trades, we don't always pay attention to our bodies, especially if we're working and and we lift or move or carry something. We're not realizing exactly what's happening to our body, the way we're positioned and how we carry things. And a lot of stressors will be put on certain points of the body that will affect you later on. And that's why I start seeing younger tradies, when they get a little bit older, they have these little problems and it has something to do with that. They just have to be aware and you have to listen to your body. So when it came to doing seven days, it was really simple. I mean, for me, I'll share it with you. The first day is nothing. There's no stomach grumblings or anything like that. I didn't have headaches. I went to sleep. It was, that's it. It was done. And, and before this, the first day, I spent a good, a week, I would say, just telling myself next seven days, you're not touching food. You look at the calendar, and you know exactly when your next meal is. And when you have the last meal, you know exactly when that last meal was. So you start preparing for it. So the first day is easy. The second day is easy. Sleeping has never been a problem. Um, you, you, you just, like, your body starts reacting to what's going on. So you know that, and it's a fact, that it starts to repair itself after the third day, right? And that's what it's doing. So yeah. it's, it's like your body spends so much time and effort consuming food and processing Uh. food that when you take that away from your body, then your body starts to look for another job because it doesn't look for the um, unemployment line. It just looks for another job. And the other job that it looks for is to repair things. So it starts looking at damaged cells and it starts repairing those cells. So I already know after the third day, it's just healing Shit. That's all it is. It's literally fixing things, which I need to get fixed. Right. And then I would say by the fifth day, you start getting slight headaches. You start getting fatigue. And I'll just warn you, Jordan, that if you do tackle the seven day, just Plan for telling your employer that you, you don't want to be on the job site. I would recommend that you don't be on the job site on the fourth, possibly. Uh, you could probably do the fourth day, but definitely not on the fifth or the sixth or the, or, or the seventh day, right? Because you are going to be very, very fatigued. I mean, I know that some guys talk about how they get this energy. And it kind of builds up. And it's like, I don't get that kind of I'm a strong man mentality. I I feel like I'm depleted. I'm weak. And I get a little exhausted. And I did push it sometimes for the sixth day. And I've been on this job site on the sixth day. And I had to take breaks where I had to sit down because I felt really, really weak, slightly lightheaded. And it's because I haven't eaten in six days, man. So it's like I've only had water. But I got it. I understood it. And then by the seventh day, you already start to plan. You plan your meals and what you're going to eat. And then the best part is like you spend the time and effort on that seventh day to go grocery shopping. And, and then like you just you plan what you're going to eat and you have a different mindset. So you start pulling back on the the bad food and you start focusing just on the good food. And then the best mm-hmm. thing is like when you have that first taste of any meal on the on the eighth day, the amount of taste buds that you have that are just amplified like you just taste Every single thing. And I always tell people, choose a meal that you're going to really incorporate a lot of flavorful spices and lots of ideas into it. Because you're going to experience all of them. You're going to taste all of it. And it's going to feel, and as soon as you start eating that first meal, and it should never be a heavy meal. It should never be a full plate of anything. You have to have a nice portion and that's it. Simple, small. Um, You're going to feel like Superman. You're just going to have this jolt of energy and power into your body that you're going to feel like you can lift up a car. It's just because now that's the first time in seven days that you haven't eaten. So that's my that's been my experience every single time I've done it. There was one year I did it four times. And I basically realized, yeah, I was I was trying to do it once a month, and I was like, oh, I can't do that. It's just too much, right? Because what was basically going to happen yeah. is that I, I was going to go through uh, a whole month of not eating during the course of the year, and I didn't end up doing that. But, I mean, now I do it twice a year. I do it in the winter, and I do it in the summer, right? And it works. And then yeah. occasionally I want to do a three-day on a weekend, and it works as well. <laughs> so it's just like your body's repairing itself.
0: Yeah. Firstly, congratulations Thanks, um, for that. Or commitment to doing that because most people um in their life won't be able to say that they've done something like that um that's a huge to be able to do that as well um did you do you plan these seven day fast or oh, do you 100%. just go off when
1: you're yeah, no, ready yeah no, i plan it you like you you have to prepare for it like if you don't yeah if you don't it's it's like listen man you have to prepare for what you're about to go through um and if you don't yeah. you are going to give in Right. And, and I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm in business. Right. So like I've got stuff going on. I still have meetings and there's been a plenty of times that I've set up meetings and they're like, OK, let's get together for lunch. We'll have a lunch meeting. I'm like, OK, great. And I'll sit down and go and listen. So I'm not touching anything, guys. They're like, Why not? You explain to them you're doing the seventh day and then they're eating right in front of me. And it doesn't bother me. It's just self-control at yeah. that point. Right. So I just know that yeah. I got to go. And then the other thing that you're going to see is that it's pretty common to lose. I mean, I, I normally lose about anywhere from 18 to 21 pounds over the course of seven days. So it's pretty common to go anywhere from two to three pounds a day that you're losing. Right. And the bulk of it is like it's water and it's fat. um, And then Mm -hmm. there's also muscle that you're losing as well, too. Uh, But that's common. Like the least I ever lost was maybe about 13 or 14 pounds. The most was about 23 pounds. Um, and it just fluctuates over time. Right. But I'm just like, I'm so used to it and how it works because I know the benefit associated with it. And I've joked with people over and over that I have not had the flu in four years. I've not gotten sick. Like I just don't, I don't, everybody around me has gotten sick. So I don't know what's going on. Right.
0: Yeah. I truly believe that's diet related. Like I experienced the exact same thing. I haven't been sick since April last year. Um, because I've just cut out all process, ultra-processed foods, everything with a label, everything in a package. I've cut out completely all pastries, breads, grains, vegetables. I, I It's literally like I have I've just had an immune booster. I can't get sick. <laughs> it's just incredible feeling. And I was used to, I don't know about you, but I used to be sick probably at least once a fortnight or something like that, Yeah, yeah. just with a head cold um runny nose and it's just like people live every day people live this through their whole life um and once you realize it's actually curable and maintainable it's um really powerful and yeah i literally can't get sick and it's just such a relief and yeah that that fasting is a great achievement as well um how was the reaction with your work colleagues when you were attempting something like that were they interested mainly or they were kind of just thinking that were they a bit judgmental or they were
1: they were just shaking their head they just didn't understand it they didn't get it like you know like they don't um they don't see how they can do that and i'm like i think you should just at least try it again i'm not a doctor but there's benefits and you could do your own research on it right but i'm like i'm sure that have you gotten into cold plunging or cold showering
0: yeah. Yeah. I was, i definitely, I'm doing lots of that. I just got out of the ice bath before I jumped on here. Um, so that, that again, that's just perceived, um, stress on the body. And yeah. I think if we, that if we live a life, we try, we spend our whole lives trying to live a life of comfort. Yeah. And I think the comfortability, which is, which includes always being the right temperature, always having food in our mouth, stomach, always in, um, eating palatable things and having that huge dopamine release, all of this is just like a form of comfort. And the further we get away from our natural um, roots, the more we um, push the needle to that comfort side. And, yeah, I don't think it's optimal for humans. And that's why we keep getting sick and all this, these kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I'm really doing ice bath every morning, sauna every night. Um, And, yeah, I I don't enjoy either of those things, but it's that perceived um, stress on the body, which we know it can end at any time, but the body's, like, going to have all these chemical reactions inside of us um, while we're under these, um, while we're in this stress state. And it's just, like, going to have so many healing benefits, so many other benefits for the body. It's just, like, and once you start doing them and feeling better and feeling different, um, that just reinforces the, that you're doing the right thing. So, that perceived stress is something that I'm really looking um, into. Even as far as driving, the car I drive now has no air conditioner, no radio, <laughs> it hardly drives, it's really uncomfortable. And, like, even when I get in, I'm like, this is great. Like, I just don't, I just feel like we're in the pursuit for comfort in every aspect <laughs> of life. And I don't think it's serving us well at all. I know it's a bit dramatic, but that's just the mindset I'm in at the moment. I
1: I think when you get older and you start just paying attention to certain things, like every time I did my annual physical, I go to doctor, there will always be a prescription being handed to me. And I would always yeah. just look at him and I folded, and I would just say to him, I was going, you realize I'm not feeling this. Right. And so when I, I've been doing the ice, like I've been doing the cold and everything probably for about five years. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you get the same thing, Jordan, where it's like, you're the only one in your circle that's doing it, but nobody else is doing it. But also yeah. in the same respect though, when I'm doing it, it sucks, man. Like, listen, it's not comfortable. Quickly turn digital measurements into efficient gains for your business. With iGUIDE, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours, easily share project files with partners, and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit www.goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGUIDE specialist. It's not comfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It sucks. But in the back of my head, I don't have any aspirin Tylenol. I don't have any medications in my medicine cabinet. I don't have any of that shit. And then, like, I mean, I pay attention to Gary Brecka. And, like, when I do get some sort of so-called headache, I just get a glass of water and I put salt in it. And I let it dissolve and I mix it and I drink it. And within minutes, that pain on my head is gone. Like it's done. Right. So it's like there's certain things that you can do. So I keep on believing that if you start doing these things every single day, every single week, you you do a cleanse once a year or whatever you do, like intermittent fasting. And then you're focusing on what food you're eating. It's just contributing to your life being longer, healthier. I don't want to like I mean, I want to also talk about I mean, there's like there's lion's mane. There's all kinds of like uh, mushrooms that you can eat. Like there's things that you can look into that are going to benefit you in the long term.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, tradies just have this um, culture where um, consumables um, for that release away from work because a lot of tradies, whether they want to hear it or not, I don't think they they love their job and I pro- you can prove this by everyone's watching the clock ready for smoko because they want to go have a huge sugar rush or a dopamine hit and then they're always watching the clock when they can go home and start packing up like they work on clockwork and a lot of the guys that i work with they it just proves that they don't actually love their job as much no. as they might say that no. they're ready to go they want to go home all the time and i think to, to break up the day and make it easier, they're going to be looking at things like smoking, alcohol, sugar, um, fried food, or any of these consumables are a pleasurable thing during their day. Um, and yeah, it's just like uh, really sad to see. But And yeah, that's why I even question myself. I'm like, do I actually... Um, love being an electrician because if I'm watching the clock, it's like
1: you don't I'm, love I'm it. As per- I, I
0: yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. Because like, why? Why am I spending eight hours of my um life, or every day doing something where I'm watching the clock? And some people probably don't worry about that, but I can guarantee you, there's definitely tradies out there that are, are hearing this saying, "Yeah, I'm watching the clock for lunch when I can leave, knock off." all these all this stuff which reinforces that they don't enjoy it um and it reinforces that yeah they need these consumables these pleasurable things which give them that short term buzz but long term it's some these things that they they don't notice a um, a health effect straight away but it's down the track when they get diagnosed with like type 2 diabetes or um anything like this, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know what it was, but um, lots of tradies are just running every day off so much caffeine yeah. just to be there. Yeah. And it's like, that's not normal. You don't need that. And so much and really poor sleep. And, yeah, it's sad to see. That's why I like it. It um, means a lot to me. And that's why I've done so much research um, just to try and see if I can help anyone. Um, and it seems like you've got a great grasp on the benefits of diet, and nutrition, and um, it's really good to talk to you about it because a lot of the people in the industry really have no interest about it or have never been told the importance of it, yeah. which I think is really, really sad.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm a monk and i'm like just die hard listen i'm still portuguese i'm still european you know i mean i still have sweets i still have alcohol but i mean i'll drink alcohol once a week like maybe i'll have a glass of wine and i'm just like that's that's how i am but um, i'm not telling i i don't i don't preach to anybody on what you should do or how you should do it i just tell people listen just cause and effect pay attention to your body simple as that uh-huh. So we all yeah. as kids knew that if we were kids and we would go to McDonald's and we ordered uh, whatever it was, meal from McDonald's, and we ate it, we had such a huge high. We had energy, energy when we had it, but we had such a crash right afterwards. And so you pay attention. Yeah. So why am I having a crash? And now you discover that you can't even burn you know, a Big Mac bun anymore. It doesn't burn. It doesn't catch on fire. So it's like, what's coded on that? So you're just like, this is insane. And and there's guys that I follow online, like Paul Paul Saldino. And, you know, he's the carnivore MD. And I'm like, I, I trust what he says. I trust what he's bringing up. And he's very honest about certain things. And I, I pay attention to David Osprey and I look at what he's doing with the bulletproof coffee, and he pays attention about biohacking. And I'm just like, it's out there. But what I don't like, and you've probably heard about this, our Canadian government and our stupid leadership here, they're forcing us not to basically eat certain things. Like, they're telling us that, you know, certain foods are good, and there's perfectly fine to eat this shit. And I'm like, you'll never catch me eat cereal. You'll never catch me eating all kinds of processed foods and all this other shit. You won't catch me doing that. But, I mean, like, I'll eat five eggs a day. I have no problem eating five eggs a day. And I'm like, I'll I'll, I'll argue a doctor telling me that's going to give me a high cholesterol level. It's all horse shit, man. Yeah. So yeah. eggs are good Exeol- for you.
0: It's the
1: Yeah. So it's like, you got to pay attention to it. But I, I'd i love to know, I don't know how Australia is with their, you know, how you guys are. And obviously on your posts, you know, it's great. It, it's been a while since I've had a tomahawk, right? Or any Wagyu beef or anything like that. But, How's the beef over there? How's everything over there? The meats are, there. are they, is the government getting their hands on it and, and offering some sort of injections into this shit? And, like, are they not letting us have proper meat and letting a, a animals graze and just us consuming that meat?
0: Um, it's very difficult to find a grass-fed, grass-finished, regeneratively raised wow. um, beef sauce. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Um probably because there's not really a market for it because they're going to be charging a lot more per kilo and people don't want to, people aren't that interested in meat anyway, really. And they're not going to, they're just happy to buy off the shelf from your huge wholesalers where the butchers are probably getting skinned alive and making not much money on it anyway. Um, So yeah, it's, it's probably most of the meat consumed would just be um, factory farmed like in huge amounts, probably raised on grains um, but yeah, I try and buy my meat from the country, from a, um, a local source where I know it's from, um, and buy in bulk too. So I look at buying like half a cow and just putting it in the freezer. Um, once I know I've got a good source, I'll just usually buy a half or something like that or go in with a couple of mates. Um, and that'll keep me going for a long time. Um, and that's what I think, like people... Um, are so worried about um, like if we talk about the uh, people being vegan for animal cruelty these sorts of things. Um, if we subject. all lived, if we all lived on, um, say one cow for a whole year to feed one human being, that's like one animal's life for one human. Um, but like if you live on a, ve- a vegan based diet for animal rights and animal cruelty. The amount of bees and all these things that all these little animals like rabbits, squirrels that are dying for your avocados, your plants, and all and that it's just like it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, if if a if a whole cow can feed a family for six months, that makes a lot more sense to me. If it's been regeneratively raised, um, and we can keep that going, but that's just that's just seems so far away from where we are now that it never really happened.
1: I I agree with you, Jordan. It's just because um, I've never had a vegan tell me that this is what you should be eating and and the reasons why. And then, you know, it's animal cruelty and all this other crap. And I was just like, listen, we're not going to agree on this. It's just like you trying to explain something else that I don't agree with that I'll never change my opinion about. If you want to have that lifestyle, by all means, do it. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's not for me. So leave me alone and don't get upset if I'm eating meat. At some point in your life, you did eat meat. At some point in your life, you've got a leather belt that's holding up your pants. Like it just like, don't be talking to me about the argument of that if you want to do it for health reasons, that's what you truly believe. Then by all means, do it. But don't, don't try to convince me to do it because I'm not going to yeah. do it, right? It's not who I am. I'll yeah. never be a vegan. I'll never be a vegetarian. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. And like I said earlier in the show, I've reduced the amount of greens. My plate of meat, I, I was at an event recently and there was a buffet And I went up and I was watching everybody ahead of me take their plates and they're all loading. Like, you know how this is. It starts off with the breads. It starts off with the pastas. And they're just loading up their plate with all the bread and the pasta. Then it's now it's all the greens. So you've got these leafy greens that have no value whatsoever. And then they're just putting all the dressings on top of that. And I just bypassed everybody. I went right to the beef and right to the chicken. And I just loaded my plate with beef and chicken. And that was it. That's what I ate. And I sat down and I ate yeah. that and I felt great. And it was simple. I didn't need all the bread. And I, and, and trust me, I love bread. Occasionally, I'll still have bread, but I'm not loading yeah. up on bread anymore, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a tactical decision as well by the people running the buffet. Like, they want you to grab as much bread and pasta as possible because it costs nothing to them. Um, they want you to fill up on that before you even get or overeat that before you even get to the expensive products, which is the meat. Um but yeah, like the vegan diet, you can talk about it for a long time. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if it's a if a diet. Yeah, I think like we've over evolution, we've established a food chain um, and we're somewhere on that food chain. So we're going to be killing something to eat. That's just the way it is. And even if you're a vegan, you're killing lots of things to eat. But just because they're little animals, it's like they're not spoken about in their organic um, produce but even like if we that are we, we going to be the only animal in the wild to not kill something to eat because over evolution even now every animal is killing something to eat like virtually like a, if you're a shark if you're a, um, a wild animal something's got su- to die and for something to survive and that's just called the food chain what's happened over evolution are we and just because humans don't like um killing animals now we're going to stop eating it i don't think the pra- i think the practices could always improve yes we've probably gone down the wrong way with practices of how we go about it yeah but i think if we live we we a uh, perfect world would be if we had regeneratively raised cows grazing just on like grasslands and families would live off majority of that with the um a whole food diet as well how much healthier would humans be really? Like it would be ridiculous compared to 90% of um, our diets and kids' diets being ultra-processed food. And that's accepted because that's just the way it is at the moment, which is really sad.
1: Well, you know that. I mean, Jordan, that's the objective here is like you, you want people to get sick because being sick is an industry. There's a lot of money in being sick. There's not a lot of money in being healthy. So that's just the system. So once you realize that that's how it works, it's great. I mean, if I ever do have somebody that's a vegetarian trying to complain to me about eating beef or whatever, I'm just going to be like, if it's really about saving animals and saving this planet and, and making sure that everything's better for the end sake, I go, there's only one species that should be gone. And that's us. Because we're the worst yeah. on this planet. I'm sorry to say, but if you yeah. don't want to agree yeah. with that, we're the worst. We're the ones that have caused the most damage. But if we all disappear, this planet will thrive very well. Simple as that. So you you wanna start you wanna start getting rid of something? You get rid of that. That's you get rid of humans mm-hmm. at that point.
0: So sure. Hey, uh, you're spot on. No, it's, um, it, we're causing the most damage, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I want to, like, I mean, also, there's, like, have you come across any tradies that are much older than you, like my age bracket, that are actually similar to this, that they have this kind of mindset that they've discovered eating this way and living this way is a healthier way?
0: Yeah, 100%, yeah. I've seen a few. There's not really many, but um, there's a few in my life that have naturally... Um, they've always been into physical activity and health, and they've been cyclists or something like that. And they eat pretty much like a 90% meat based diet. Um, and they have been tradies in the industry and have gone through no worries. But yeah, I'd say the majority of people that are a bit older, um, just in society, like the dad bod came in, and now that's a attractive thing for, yeah. um, People to find in a partner because it gives the other person that kind of comfort as well, where there's no expectations. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people walking around um, at a weight which is not healthy. But aside from the like, you've got the fitness, which is probably a completely different conversation to health. And the health should be the priority. And once you get the health right, the body composition will look after itself. Yeah, I I feel and you'll, in your body will just naturally lean down or whatever it needs to do to be that healthy weight. But the way you can start improving your health is just nutrition and your diet. And yep. most people don't want to give up their nutrition and diet in the trade industry because it's a release and it's uh, the fun part of the day yep. when they get to um, enjoy something that's very um, short-lived hit of dopamine and... Um, a very long, below baseline dopamine and blood sugar levels when they're craving the next hit. So it's just a cycle that people can't change, um, unfortunately.
1: This podcast episode has been sponsored by Class & Bronze Limited, authorized Canadian and U.S. wholesale distributor of pagan heavy-duty, high-performance tile leveling systems and installation tools. Choosing to buy outstanding and beautiful tiles also requires buying an exceptional tile leveling system. For hassle free installation and an exceptional leveled finish, choose Pagrin. Imitate it, never duplicate it. Available at Amazon, select ProSol stores, and purchased at www.tilelevelingsystems.shop. You can also find Pagrin on social at tile leveling systems and their website www.paygrin.com. Is there a push over there for uh, bullshit? fake meat beyond meat and all that crap. Like, like I I love that it's crashing and burning. And I, I love the fact that, you know, they, they first approached like Kim Kardashian to endorse it and it crashed and burned and she made her money. And I'm like, if anybody's eating a lot of meat, it's her. Right. And it's just like, this is insane that she's endorsing fake meat um yeah and i'm like are they pushing that agenda as well there because they're definitely pushing it here and and i'm and i'll share a short story where i actually went out and and when it was first coming out on the market i went out to a place to get something to eat i was with somebody and i was like okay i'll try this and i ordered it and it showed up and then i took one bite out of it i knew exactly that it wasn't meat and i just said what is this shit like and she goes well that's beyond meat and i was like what the fuck is that i thought that's just the name of the burger and she goes no 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 that's that's fake meat and i'm like get rid of this please can't get rid of it get me some meat right
0: yeah why are they trying to um, impersonate meat products with something that's not meat it's like why don't you just go make something else i don't understand why they're trying to make um fake bacon fake duck you can buy all these things in the supermarket it's like um why would you have a fake butcher like if you don't want meat don't eat meat you don't have to make it either (laughs) i don't understand it
1: or package Um, it in the same way that you would get meat, right just to kind yeah. of, like, it makes no sense, man.
0: I have no idea. But, yeah, I don't understand it. And I've tried um, the Beyond Burgers once. And um,
1: just because I was
0: interested and I wasn't um, educated on it. Because when it's pushed at that early stage, you think, oh, this is going to stop all um, animal killing. This is great. And if, if I like it, it'll be great. And I tried it and I was like, I can't really tell the difference. Um, but now looking back, it's just like, I think it is crashing and burning, like, it's losing a lot of traction, a lot of interest. I think online it's just getting blown up. Businesses are going bankrupt. Um, I mean, I'm seeing like 3D printing meat now, like some videos. Yeah, of I've, that, I've heard about like that as well scary. too.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at all, right? It's just sad that that's what the options are out there, which makes no sense, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, what's the why would we do that? Is it because of animal cruelty? No, but how many? How many animals are dying on a vegan-based diet?
1: It's about keeping everybody sick, Jordan. Like, it's not about people being healthy. Like, I go back to, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but a lot of people have shared it over here where on social media, you'll see these black and white video clips of what men and women were like back in the 50s. In, in the actual yeah. high schools, in gymnasium class, right? And then also on, yes. on the beach. And everybody was fit. There was no obesity in these images. And I'm like, well, what is that? They just, they crowd everybody that was fit to get in front of the camera? No, that was a cross-section of the humans that were there. And that doesn't exist today. And it's just kind of yeah. sad that that's what it's gotten to.
0: Yeah. And then they blamed, in 1970, they blamed, they come out with the food pyramid and put meat at the bottom, uh, at the top, and said, eat least. Yeah, And um, then they promoted grains, seed oils, uh, breads, pastas as heart healthy and and uh, it'll keep you alive for longer. So base your diet on that and then all of a sudden we blew up as a population and, um, yeah, they. it's not hard to see what's causing that. Um, back then, whole food diet was probably what everyone was consuming and it was probably – locally grown you support your butcher in your town you um there's one butcher in town like all these um things they're growing their own vegetables um eating a pretty pretty whole food diet and that's why you see and that and that's what i've found with um the older generation now that are like 80 or 90 they pretty much just eat whole foods like they don't really eat anything else from what i've my experience anyway it's what they used to. They'll grow their own vegetables and just eat meat and veg for dinner and they're happy as Larry. And they're usually pretty fit as well from what I've seen. Like yeah. the older people, for their age, very fit. Um, but as you start getting to that 50 to 50-year-old 50 or 50 to 60-year-old generation, there's just a lot more um, obesity, um, pre-diabetic. But even like, even like um, there's a lot of tradies I've found that their diet is terrible, they smoke a lot, they drink a lot um, and their weights, they're lean as a whippet like they're tiny, really skinny so health and fitness are two different things for me yeah. and you can't really look at someone's body composition and if they say, oh I'm really fit it's like, well you might look fit but what about the insides what about your liver, Yeah. what about your organs, what about every bodily function like, um, heart disease. How's, how are these things for you? Like you, you can't just use that as a gauge gauge. Um, and yeah, back when you, when you mentioned, um, like big pharma and, and where everyone, they're trying to keep us sick kind of thing. Yeah. Like even when you look at, um, say cancer, um, prevention versus, um, dealing with it. um, the the fine it the fund the money that is spent on the government every year in Australia is like ninety seven percent in the healing of cancer yeah. and three percent on the prevention side. Yeah. So no one even knows how to prevent it. It's not really spoken about at all. And it would never be diet related. Like it's not really a thing that's spoken about. Um and it's just all, all the money is going on to the fixing sick people, which is Um, really sad. All the money should be going into the prevention side of things to give people the awareness. So if all these things are known, then um, if it's common knowledge, then it's up to the person to have accountability for their own health. And that's what really resonates with me. I don't want to be misled or misinformed and then get sick and then um, I want people to feel bad for me if it's something that I could have prevented kind of thing and like it happened with smoking like eventually everyone realized that smoking is going to give you cancer or you'll have bad health outcomes and now everyone's like oh if you choose to smoke this could be the um, causation of smoking but with processed foods it's not really promoted as a dangerous thing sugar is not promoted as a dangerous thing and i think when that is people will start. I think the accountability will set in for people and people have less tolerance when people fall sick and these sorts of things, which I think, yeah, I just don't want to be misinformed.
1: Well, it's really sad. It goes, it goes way beyond just sugars, and um that are being added to certain products it's like the 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 ingredient list associated with so many packaging now so many products now it's like you can't even grab a package of of just regular pasta here in canada in north america and the amount of garbage that's in that pasta versus the pasta that's in italy Like the pasta in Italy is completely different. There's a reason why you get the Italians that they could have so much pasta on a weekly basis and walk around and walk it off and still feel healthy and be trim. Their pasta is 100% different. So it's like it's difficult to find pasta here that doesn't have 10 ingredients in it. And that's what they keep on doing is they keep on pushing so many different versions of sugars and chemicals and seed oils. And that's what I love about about Paul Sadino, where he actually starts highlighting all those ingredients. And he's like, this is all bad for you. You shouldn't be touching this. And one thing that's come up recently that has increased dramatically is insulin resistance. And I don't yeah. know if it's probably, it's probably increased over to, by you as well, where it's like you you start getting fatty liver diseases and, and it's almost, yeah. it, it, it's very similar to basically an alcoholic where they've basically have just consumed so much and they've damaged so much of their organs. And now the exact mm-hmm. same things are happening with that, where you're getting this liver covered as if this person's like an alcoholic and it's not, it's just yeah. sugar. It's just fat that's just... It's glued right to the liver at that point, which basically prevents you from losing any weight. And then you're wondering, why the hell am I not losing weight here? And it's the processed crap that you're eating that is just getting connected to it. And you have to be aware of that. And that's why I can't stand that you're 100% right. The governments, which they won't be, and the corporations, which they won't be, um, will ever tell you to do this to prevent it. They will just tell you to do this to suppress it you know what i mean to somehow try to fix it but they're never fixing the problem they're just band-aiding the problem and it's not it's really up to you you have to as an individual cause and effect how your body reacts to certain things that you eat and drink
0: yeah and i've spoken to lots of doctors as well because all doctors teachings are virtually the same yeah um they're all training the same practices they get taught a little bit about nutrition um and heart disease it all comes back to um, the same teachings that they learned and the teachings haven't changed yet. But I've spoken to lots of doctors just since starting this Instagram page um, and they have gone whole food diet, carnivore diet, and actually improved their health astronomically. But they've all needed a reason to actually go there and question their knowledge yeah. because if you're a doctor who's – and doctors pretty much diagnose and prescribe and get you out of there. That's pretty much what they do. Um, they don't want you to. They don't want to fix your issue and see why you have the issue in the first place because you're a customer, and they want you to return. So, um, but yeah, I've spoken to lots of doctors that have like. There's obviously lots of doctors that promote a carnivore diet or a whole food diet. Paul Saladino, Ken Berry, um, Anthony Chaffee. Yeah, um, these guys like they're they're promoting a whole food diet. Um, but they've all needed to have a reason why to question their knowledge because no one wants to realize that their whole life has been a lie. That's the reality for people like in the generation before me when they've got this warped idea on nutrition um, and on health as as a whole because nutrition has never been pushed as a main contributor to health conditions, which is just um, once you start looking into it, it's just like so obvious. And once you go through it, it's um really cra- incredible to see the changes in in energy levels and health. Like, it, it, how can you go from being sick every two weeks to not being sick for over a year? Yeah, it just there's not an accident.
1: <laughs> like Jordan, can you imagine what like tradespeople are going to be like ten years from now if they don't do anything about their what they eat and exercise and like, you're going to get a workforce that's going to be extremely unhealthy. You're going to get a workforce that's going to be obese in the terms of obesity, right? And you're going to have yeah. a lot of health problems. You're going to have an increase, a massive increase in diabetes. Huge increase yep. in diabetes, right? Yeah. And that's because yeah. there's a lot of money to be made from it. A huge amount. So it's like they're, yeah. they're never going to talk yeah. about how to be a healthier tradesperson. How are you incorporating yeah. exercise on a daily basis and still be in a tradie?
0: So I train um, at the gym or with football training um, after work. So I'll go to work um, and then I'll come home and I might have something to eat. Then I'll go straight to the gym or straight to football and train for a couple of hours. Then I might swim for a bit. Then I'll jump in the sauna for half an hour um, and then come home. Usually that's the day routine. Because um, I'm starting quite early, I don't see the benefit in cutting back my sleep. Because I've realised sleep is such an important uh, thing for health and mental health. So yeah, I'm trying to sleep in as much as I can. Go to work, train after eat, and train after work. Uh, train after I eat, um, and it seems to be working fine for me. Really good routine to get into, and um, yeah, as I said, I'm not really. It, every time you put food in your mouth, that's like. time of eating and people could be doing that like 30 times a day which is just crazy to think that your body never is getting a break it's just like food 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 and the more you fuel an addiction the worse the addiction gets so there's no way it's no, it's not just going to improve unless you actually do something about it but people don't think it's an issue because most people won't call them out or um anything like that it's just an unspoken rule like no one talks about food really and in the trade industry that I'm in it's not pushed by anyone above um, which is really crazy because I think even in schools they try and teach you little bits about the food pyramid which is what we obviously know is upside down anyway but I think for the benefit of the trade industry and the longevity of these people they shouldn't have these foods readily available at the canine on site and they should be encouraging people the benefits of eating a whole food diet, and um, because I can already see now the body composition of the average worker on my site is, uh, I'd say, obese or severely obese. Yeah. But I think what makes the sites look healthier is all the young, the young blood in there, like all the young kids and young guys, and they're all lean as whippets out of out of high school. Um, but eventually, if they adapt these habits which have been set in place for them to go straight into they're going to be um living a long life of yeah low energy and um ill health
1: contractors it's time to empower your business with shelter tech implementation shelter is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head-on their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available, and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding, it's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelta Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities. Ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to a smarter, tech-driven future. Shelta Technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. I agree. I totally, I just, I get, I get a little nervous when I start seeing a lot of people like, I'm not, I've, I've been very vocal on the show that I'm not a fan of Uber Eats, I'm not a fan of all the coffees, and I'm not a fan of seeing all the sugary energy drinks, which have, have basically have been already been proven that it's just pure toxic crap in those energy drinks. It doesn't matter which one it is, you, you just pick it, right? It, it, it's giving you the yeah. jolt, but it's not going to do any benefit to your body whatsoever. Um, but that's what a lot of tradies are actually living by. Like, they morning, noon, and night, that's what they do. Whether they're compensating for something else or they're just trying to fill these voids or whatever, but it's just on a path to get into a really bad physical, mental health state of mind. Like, you're not going to be solving any problems at that point where, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can look into regarding brain fog and just clarity and, you know, connecting with Mother Nature, and it's just like, there's there's so much bad that not a lot of people are paying attention to so little good. And they should be focusing on what little good that's going on in their lives around them and then live healthier lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And, and once they actually get exposed to a healthier lifestyle, I think they're, they're never really going to look back, I don't think. No. Um, it's just a matter of taking that first step. And it doesn't have to be a big step anyway. The first step can just be cutting out um, every other drink except coffee and water or cutting out everything in a label just just yeah. something in the in that direction and you'll notice changes happening every single day yeah um because these foods we're eating like that are promoted as health foods like cereals and uh and muesli bars that could have 35 to 50 ingredients in them it's like that is not healthy that, that can't be good for the body <laughs>
1: it's scary and us being in construction like we know all kinds of dangerous materials that we're using and we would like we're around it that's why i just don't like reading like these days i'll spend more time in the grocery shopping aisles where i'm paying attention i'm just reading i'm reading all these ingredients and i'm like if i don't recognize it i don't eat it it's as simple as that yeah so yeah
0: it'd be confident so you probably shouldn't be eating it
1: that's it uh what's the handle again it's it's uh carnivore uh what's the instagram handle?
0: carnivore Carnivore tradie yeah 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 Uh,
1: that's the best way to get a hold of you and follow you um is there anything else that you want to share jordan
0: yeah that'd be good yeah i'd I'd really love that
1: yeah no no i'll share the uh, i'll put it in the show notes uh but i just want to know is there anything else you want me to we wanted to talk about before we get to the 12 questions and then we wrap up the show
0: Not off the top of my head. I think we've had a fair – we've covered most of it. And, yeah, I've got a lot out of hearing your story as well, which is really good to talk to people like you that have found something out of just making some changes to your diet, which I think is incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, a few years ago, I met certain people, and they started, like, I, I'm also on ginger shots, on raw ginger shots, like, I'll I'll, I'll have raw juices, um, I, I do yep. it myself, like, I just, like, it was cause and effect, I just kept on paying attention to what was reacting, yeah. right, listen, man, I'm yeah. 52 years old, I know exactly how my body reacts if I have a little bit too much alcohol, like, I know what happens, yeah. but I mean, once in a while to have a drink and celebrate and do something, I'm fine with that, But on a daily basis, no, you're not going to find beers in my fridge. You're not going to see me drinking beers on a daily basis. I'm not into that. Occasionally, I'll have a Guinness. Great. I can't tell you the last time. I don't even think I've had a Guinness this year so far, and we're already three weeks into the year. So, I mean, I think everything in in slight moderation, but I definitely am conscious of the, the foods that I'm eating because I know what it can do for me. Physically and mentally, right? So I just, I'm aware of it. If you want to, I'm not preaching to anybody. I just tell people that this is what I do. I don't know any other tradies that are doing anything cold showers or cold plunges. I don't know anybody that's using ginger shots. I don't, I know there's a handful that are doing intermittent I know about a handful that are doing intermittent. I know a handful that are doing the intermittent and carnivore. Um, you know, but you got a lot of tradies that are of European and Spanish, Latinos that, you know, bread bread is a staple. I get it. Bread, bread is a huge staple in their meal, right? So they're so used to that and it's hard for them to reduce it. But I, I just keep going cause and effect and then ask yourself, how many medications do you have in your medicine cabinet? Like, if you have a lot. Why are you having these? Like I've got a very good friend of mine from high school. I've known since I was 16 years old. He's on four medications. You know what I mean? He's on four yeah. medications because he has a certain lifestyle and I've told him over and over. And as, as, much as this is going to be really hard to hear anybody who's listening, I keep joking with him that I tell him his casket's going to be fucking heavy to carry. You know what I mean? Like he's just let himself go in a certain way that I mean, like I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be carrying him instead of him carrying me. Right. And he's just, he's Mm -hmm. not. And then he only does something when something dramatic happens. And then he gets to the doctor. Then it's usually after a hospital and then he's on medications. And I'm like, dude, you you got to stop this. Like, this is really bad, man.
0: That's the, that's the hard truth. And even saying that it's just, um, really really hard to say i'm sure but it's the hard truth and people don't really want to hear the truth i feel um if it's if it people don't really want to know how bad something is if um it's something that they enjoy and it's something that's a staple in their lifestyle yeah so no one's really they're not going to look into something unless they actually have a health scare which would make them think um oh my life is i'm not going to be here forever and this is going to make my life a lot quicker than what it should be, um, then they might have a reason to look into just making better decisions. But um, it's so accepted. The, the poor diet is so accepted in the industry that I'm in. it's, um, uh, yeah, it's...
1: But it's really, also, a, really it's a tradie's incredible. mindset too, right? Because even in your first or second year, it's not until you wake up as a tradie that you'll be doing something and then you'll get a near miss of something come in close to your eye and then you start realizing, Oh, hang on a sec. I'm (laughs) going to put on some goggles now and protect my eyes. I'm like, put them on every time I'm on a job site. I still put them on. It doesn't matter if there's nothing going on. I put them on. So it's the same way with food and just lifestyle. You just have to be aware and contributed. And then most likely, you know, barring a accident because you either motorcycle or you do some adventuring or some shit like that. And you have an actual accident in life. Like you should live a very long life right? And you should also be a very older person that is going to be living a healthy life. You want to be active. You want to be moving around. You do not want to be in a walker. You do not want to be in a a, a, a home care facility like you don't. You want to have longevity physically and mentally, right?
0: Yeah, I think everyone wants to at the end of the day, um, but people um, just get stuck in the in the with the rest of the population, yeah. most people don't really yeah. they don't see the long term effects until it's hitting them in the face. Um, and yeah, once you once you actually do look into what these things are doing to us long term, it's a no brainer for me. But um, yeah, for a lot of people, they kind of need that in the face before they actually do something about it, like that that health scare, like you said. Even with PPE at work, like work's so strict on PPE,
1: yeah,
0: um, hard hat, glasses, gloves, but they don't care if someone's put on twenty kilos in the year. That's that's just the reality. It should and, be a part of um, it.
1: That should be the same amount of risk. Like if you're not wearing your hard hat, your safety, your boots, like if you're obese now, that should be a, a discussion.
0: Absolutely, and that's that's increasing your chance of having. Um, uh, a health episode on the job side as well yes yes uh, if you're not looking after your health if you're not physically fit for the job um like they send you for a medical for the job but a medical examination just say it means can you like bend your leg or know, bend down but people that are 150 kilo can do that so it doesn't really mean anything um but yeah that then it should just be promoted from above i think and People in unions and things like that should be promoting healthy lifestyles, healthy diets. And, and they should be helping people out by providing the cutting out all of the shit in the canines, which people are going to buy if it's there. It's just the reality.
1: I, I like asking tradies if they have a dick do. And they always ask me, what's a dick do? And I said, that's when your stomach passes further than your dick do. so i mean that's a sign that you maybe be paying attention to something's going on right i want to ask you one last question before i ask you the 12 questions uh, up here in Canada, obviously we're heavily U.S. influenced and we get a lot of fast food crap coming from the U.S. And I know the U.S., yeah. are, they're listening to the show, but I'm sorry, but the food is not the best. Um, and, and I hate seeing it because I start seeing all these fast food chains coming up here in Canada and you're getting like Chick-fil-A's and you're getting all these burger joints, you're getting all this crap. And it's just, it's all garbage. Is that the same thing happening in Australia where you're getting a lot of these really... Pointless and meaningless, stupid fast food chains just popping up everywhere and serving food that's just pure crap.
0: Uh, millions of them, mate. Yeah, they're never ending. There's new every corner and they're building them every single day. Um, just so they're readily available for us consumers to go and um yeah, destroy the rest of our lives uh through nutrition. Yeah. Um, like in the French fries, there'll be nineteen ingredients in French fries. And that was a staple of my diet when I was growing up. Every, yeah. every now and then we have takeaway French fries, but you're not actually having fries that are fried in in beef fat. You're having 19 ingredients.
1: Yeah,
0: Sad. Uh, and yeah, that's the reality. are. Uh, it really is in your face. You can't go and you can't drive anywhere without driving past three or four fast food chains. Um, and it just makes it so convenient for people to just indulge and treat themselves on the way home from work, on the way to work. Um yeah, it, it is in your face. It's hard to it's hard to avoid.
1: <laughs> All right, Jordy ready? Uh what is your favorite construction sure. word?
0: Uh probably smoker. Smoker? Smoke.
1: S- sorry, say that again?
0: Smoko S M O K O
1: Smoko, what is that?
0: That's just our uh, slang term for our first break, morning tea.
1: Ah, smok oh smoke. Okay. What's your least favorite yeah. tool? Um circular saw. What construction sound do you love?
0: Sizzle lift, alarm.
1: Going up or down?
0: i would say up,
1: because <laughs> going down <laughs> is like that, dude. Dude, uh, what turn? What? Uh, what's your favorite beverage?
0: Uh, filtered alkaline water.
1: What turns you on and off in construction?
0: Um, when I have to think and map out a plan for a, a task. Um, and what turns me off is dealing with people that, uh, uh, this sounds bad, but like just don't prioritize their health and severely, um, neglecting their, uh, body composition.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite curse word?
0: Uh, how many curse, what's the swearing tolerance on this show?
1: You can swear any word in any language. That's it. There's no parameters. There's no censorship. You're Australian. Uh, I already fuck. know. I Okay. I was either going to be fuck or cunt, one or the other. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle in the entire word, world?
0: Um... my car at the moment uh hold an astra that's got no air conditioner that's pretty good
1: (laughs) what color brown
0: uh very very faded gray
1: faded gray what do you what do you miss from your childhood
0: um the excitement from playing sport
1: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day
0: Definitely, I'd love to be in the space of nutrition and longevity and health and holistic, natural um, health practices, something like that.
1: What profession would you not like to do?
0: Um, Work at a fast food restaurant. (laughs)
1: Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates?
0: um you did good work um come through
1: thanks jordan i appreciate it man thanks so much for taking the time and i'm envious of all the green that's over there because obviously it's warm over there it's cold over here it's minus like 10 minus 13 over here we're in our dead of winter yeah yeah you don't need to show me more (laughs) envious and one day i'll show up in australia i'd love to visit one day
0: Yeah, I'd love uh, to catch up in person. That'd be really For sure.
1: That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Don't go anywhere just yet. Angelina, we're out.